If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Steve, Joe, and Mike, and welcome to the Mayhem. This is Mast Mayhem, Episode 8. And joining me as always is my Rhino co-pilot, Optimus Solo. Hello. The one and only. Why do you keep saying that? I don't know, but I like it. God. Uh, in this episode, we will be giving you our thoughts on Episode 18, Bad Vibrations, and Episode 19, Ghost Bomb. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. You mean that itty-bitty little doohickey? could destroy a building without explosives? I'm afraid you're right, Dusty. The crime database revealed the top secret plans for a frequency resonator bomb were stolen six months ago from a Swiss research center. A resonator bomb? That's a new one. How does it work? By matching the vibrations of any object. For example, soldiers can destroy a bridge by marching across it at just the right beat. Any idea who's behind it? So far, the computer's drawn a blank. But whoever it is, we've got to stop him before he strikes again. So first up today is episode 18, uh, Bad Vibrations. Take it away with the plot. Not to be confused with Good Vibrations from the Beach Boys. Um, Bad Vibrations. Which will be playing under us. (laughs) We start in uh, America, I believe. Matt is getting uh, some type of award for his, you know, good deeds his philanthropy like always uh, but the building that they cut the rope on and or the ribbon on and are about to like unveil it gets demolished it basically falls yeah. to the ground in some type of concentrated controlled like earthquake type deal um we find that there's some type of connection to an old abandoned orphanage with this building uh alex finds this rock somehow out of the rubble picks this rock out and and they drill into it and they figure out that there was uh basically this item inside the rock so they're looking for this pyramid shape thing that they discover there's some type of deal with here 
Um, Matt decides it's time to call in the team, so the team is assembled, which includes Matt, Alex, who were already there, basically, Gloria, and Dusty. So no Bruce in this episode. Matt no ex- Bruce by you. Yes. Matt basically explains the plot uh, that they figured out through this device, that there's some type of resonator that uh, is being used to destroy buildings, etc., Scott and T-Bob are eavesdropping, so they kind of hear all of that, and they get found in the closet. Oh, wait, that's a bad reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile... Say it was a closet, because, you know, we, we've talked before about how big Rhino is inside the, the cab of the truck. That was an awfully big closet that they were in, because it looked like a hallway. Yeah. Um, and uh, meanwhile, another building gets destroyed, uh, we seem to have like this random terrorist that is not a member of Venom that is doing this or that is somehow connected. So there's kind of a mystery as to how this all connects together. Uh, Dusty and Matt go after Sly. Uh, Dusty goes over a cliff. We have a cliffhanger as he goes over the cliff. Um, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm stealing my lines. Okay. Matt and Alex yeah. narrow down the terrorist identity. They, they basically become members of, of the BAU and criminal minds and they do like a profile and they figure out who the terrorist is because he has a connection with the orphanage and right. et cetera. Um, meanwhile, Scott and T-Bob are at a mall and, and the, the mass team has it narrowed down to like three different locations that the next target could be. Of course it is the mall. We've seen this before in an early episode. Um, and the mall is starting to get demolished and Gloria is there basically trying to save Scott and T-Bob. We have a little mini showdown here with Mask and Venom, Uh, and then Gloria discovers that the device, this resonator item, a device pyramid thing, is up in the elevator shaft, so she goes up there and and finds that. Um, So that is basically the plot. She finds the device and all as well. They take care of that. Um, like I said, it's a four on three mission. What were your thoughts about this whole resonator random earthquake thing? Again, bad vibrations. They start with it being a mystery. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, Oh, what the hell's causing this? Oh, it's an evil tyrannical business, real estate mogul guy who oh, for vengeance. Yeah. Um, his mommy didn't love him essentially the plot thins is 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 really what happens here um i will say that i understand you know having a bad life right you know you know me i mean you know i haven't had the worst life in the world but also you know i've been through stuff and i i can actually speak to this uh as far as the as far as the orphanage thing goes i wasn't in an orphanage but i was placed in states care when i was uh 15 years old so i've been in like foster homes and shelters and and you know treatment programs and stuff like that um i'm sorry you know the Okay, I can understand wanting to destroy the orphanage if if you had a you know a bad experience there. I get that, but to destroy the restaurant where you got fired from <laughs> or what? Really? That's He's a psycho. Well, I, I I know, but what I'm saying is like like did, did they even give a reason why he was going to destroy the mall? I don't remember if there was something in there or not that had something to do with that. Um, I think there was some type of connection, but I, I can't 100% say. Yeah, I don't remember either. I, I don't mind that there's this device that's being used to destroy buildings. Like, 
fine. I don't care what the reasoning is behind it. I think it actually most uh, you know villain plots and cartoon plots. I don't even think would would try to go to the lengths that this one did to try to explain the connection. So I will give them right. kudos in trying to have this terrorist involved that is actually having a reason for going after this stuff instead of just like we bad guys we smash buildings. Oh uh, no, and I and I and I agree, but. I mean, essentially, I agree with what you're saying about, yes, it, it makes perfect sense having a villain that does this kind of thing and how they explained it. But at first, it, like I said, we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea who's doing it. And then, oh, I had a bad life. So I want everyone who made my life suck to essentially destroy their life. You know, that's where the plot thins for me. But no, I... I do agree. This is better than let's destroy this just to destroy it. Right. Well, and I think it's also kind of a cool thing to have a terrorist involved instead of just Venom. Right. It adds kind of another level uh, to it. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. So I don't have any major problems with the plot. Like, it's not like the most fantastical plot I've ever seen in my life, but I don't have any specific problem with it. Checking all the former Golden Dragon employees against the orphanage records. We're looking for someone who used to live in the orphanage and also worked at the Golden Dragon. It's founded by Joe, Julian Fong, the construction magnet. He's probably the wealthiest man in Hong Kong. Then why in the world would he want to destroy the city? So let's uh, turn on the high beams, and I guess I'll go first because I only have three. I have more high than low this time around. Uh, and, and and this first one is kind of like a sarcastic, yay, Scott gets to help. I roll. So Gloria does have her own vehicle. I know we've heard the name of her vehicle. It's, I know I've heard the computer say it, but I've never actually. I'd never even seen it before, I swear. Yeah, it, it's in this episode. I know, I know. I thought this was uh, the first time I've ever seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and yay, karate magic again. We're going to get yelled at for not knowing the name of that vehicle. I know. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so Dusty is hanging off the cliff. And holy crap, he goes sailing over. But wait, there's more. Uh, Mask now has portable boosters. Cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's like... You know, I, I get that this is a cartoon. I get that they're not going to show us every waking moment of Matt's inventor life or whatever the hell else he does besides being a philanthropist or whatever the hell you call it and whatever else. But it's like, hey, here's a new power. Portable rocket boosters to save Dusty. I mean, that's great. It's cool and all, but just, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Shark. Yeah. Shark is the name of Gloria's vehicle. Oh, that's right. So don't yell at us. Don't yell at us, people. Yes, that's right. But so then, I swear this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah. Well, we've seen it before briefly, but this is the first time that they actually actively mention, you know, and it's used. So what do you have for high beams for this one? Well, first of all, Scott actually gets, I had the same thing. Scott actually gets to help. He has permission to help for once at the beginning. Um, I, one of my biggest things of this whole episode was seeing Gloria's shark the new vehicle. Um, not that it's new, but it's the first time that I swear we've seen it and it's been used and featured. And I thought it was cool that we got to see that um, instead of her riding with somebody else. Um, I thought it was funny that we kept seeing Venom vehicles passing wherever Scott and T-Bob were. 
I'll get to that later. I don't know why. I just thought it was cool that, that like they would be somewhere and there goes Cliff driving by, or there's somewhere else and there goes Sly walking by. I, di- I didn't mind that for some reason. I thought it was kind of cool that they were. I didn't understand why that was happening, and I don't think it really ever got explained um, why they decided to do that. The writers they didn't like make it evident why they were doing that, but I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, I thought it was a cool sequence when they did identify the bad guy and the connections, like they did the whole like computer thing and let's search through all the employees of the one place and anybody that was an orphan and they tried to like narrow it down. Uh, I thought that was, uh, you don't usually see that in a cartoon. So I don't know if it's like the guy that loves law and order and criminal minds and all those types of shows, but I just got a, <laughs> I got like a sneaking feeling of that when they did that. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool in a cartoon. So yeah. those are the things I liked most about this episode. Recognition of his many cultural contributions to our city, it is my pleasure to dedicate Hong Kong's newest office complex to Matt Tracker. Right, it's time to turn on the low beams. Um, I've got a lot of them, so I'll let you go first. I only have a couple here. Okay. Uh, first of all, I man, Bruce has gained a lot of weight. Oh, wait, Bruce isn't in this episode? Because I swear I heard him. <laughs> you just heard the clip. They have a Chinese guy or an Asian guy at the beginning that is letting Matt cut the ribbon, and it's Bruce's voice to a T. Yeah. Um, so that was stupid. Um, where did Alex get that sonar from and Matt the mallet? I don't they, know. Matt had a scissors in his hands, yeah. which magically turned into a mallet when the building came down. Yeah. And then they find this mysterious rock. Oh, I don't know why this rock is any different than the rest of the rubble. Uh, and Alex pulls a sonar out of his ass. <laughs> I know. And starts using it to see what's inside the rock or something like that. Like, what? Where did, That was, wasn't a tiny thing. That thing like, takes two hands to carry. Yeah. Is Rhino sitting on the other side of this rubble? Um, I don't get that. Essentially, it was the way that they sh- the way that they shot it, the way it looks. It looks like yes, it's on the other side of the rubble. Did you? S- what was up with the random? They have a scene. Mm-hmm. Then there's a random shot of Miles Mayhem flying or somebody flying the switchblade, just across the screen. And it was Mayhem. To- I know. And then they go to the mask team assembly scene. <laughs> like I don't understand why they showed that flyover scene. Nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. It did nothing to progress any part of that episode. It was like an accidental clip that they forgot to edit out of that part. Yeah. It was weird. Um, So Scott is safe to go sightseeing with no adult. Just words to the wise for parents out there. You can let your kid and your kid's robot go sightseeing throughout the town. No need for adult supervision. Um. Slight low beam that there's no Bruce in this episode, even though we heard his voice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I know we've seen a lot of Bruce, but I just like episodes with Bruce in because he always has cool things to say. Yeah. Uh, to me, the biggest low beam of this episode, it's not that there was anything bad. <clears throat> Besides them finding the sonar and the mallet and that random fly scene, I could not find anything to complain about this episode. There's no striking, glaring thing for me that was just like screaming bad. Right. The problem with this episode is that it was fucking boring. <laughs> there was nothing exciting about this episode to me. It, yeah, it, there was very little. I mean, what action we did get was just your general. I mean, I'm glad we got to see the shark vehicle and 
that's about it. I mean, there wasn't really even a full on full fledged like showdown in this one. Like we're used to, there was like, I can only term it as like a mini one. Yeah. Like, to me, there just wasn't enough in this episode to be fun and exciting. They, they didn't do anything wrong. They just didn't do anything right. Yeah. It was boring. Uh, I understand having, you know, pride in your heritage and pride in your family. But just the way the line was deliver, delivered just made it a low beam for me. He's my dad. I'm his son. I would have been fine I'm if he would have said, if he would have said, he's my dad, that's fine. But when they added, he's my son, I was like, well, obviously no. he's your fucking, you're his fucking son if he's your dad. <laughs> I know. You got that. Uh, I find it highly suspicious that Alex had that, the same thing you said earlier, uh, the the scanner thing. That's, that's highly suspicious because uh, he... He wasn't shown even excusing himself. He just turned around and he had it. Uh, Rhino, Rhino was close, but Rhino wasn't that fucking close. Yeah, it was just bad. That was bad. Uh, all right, so after the mass team is all in the same place, it shows the copy of the thing in the gold color, the the, the pyramid, as it was. Because originally right. when they dug it out, it was like a gold copy. But in one frame, it shows it in a completely different multicolor scheme. It was well, kind of like a cutaway gag. It wasn't a cutaway gag, but it was a cutaway shot where you were focusing on like Scott or T Bob or something, and in the background, it showed. Oh, I didn't it notice have, that. Yeah, it showed it have a having a multicolor scheme thing. Ah, a real adventure. No, Scott, you heard me say it would be dangerous. You are to stick to sightseeing. Well, at least Matt is trying to be a good father. <laughs> but wait, he puts T Bob in charge of making sure Scott will do as he's told. Right. That, like that has ever worked in the past. Yeah. Um, so Matt was doing good there for a second, then he had to go and involve T-Bitch. Don't call him that. T-Bitch. You're a bitch. Uh, Slyrax drove right by Scott and T-Bob, and they didn't even say anything. But yet, they can follow him in a previous episode, uh, the Underground Gold episode last week. Yeah. They can follow him and find out and nearly get trounced by elephants, yet they don't see him drive right fucking past them. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't see that they... Uh, for me, it was like they weren't paying attention. It was just like kids that weren't noticing yeah. their environment. Uh, same thing with, uh, with Dagger. Uh, Scott and T-Bob are on a bridge. D- Dagger drives right into the bridge. They don't even see him. Um, he... Oh, God... He essentially sodomized the robot with his tongue. He licked all the ice cream off T-Bob. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That was very fucking weird. And then he was all sick, and then he was in... And then he was all sick, and then he starts laughing. Yeah, the laughing was way out of place. Oh, God, seriously? Uh, And and the PSA. I I don't (laughs) know if it... (laughs) I don't know. That's the most subtle PSA I've ever seen. Well, the PSA, my note for it is, uh, what? <laughs> Usually they smack you in the face with what the what the moral is, but this was just basically make sure you have smoke detectors. Because <laughs> you might start something on fire. I thought it was going to be a don't leave, like, your, your hot, like, whatever it was that he was using plugged in and not attended to. But it yeah. was like, no, we have smoke detectors plugged in. So it warned us that we were about to burn our house down. Oh, God. It just warned us that we cannot be left alone and trusted. Relax, T-Bob. It's only a rubber boy with a message pouch attached to it. 
Mayhem must have launched it from the sub. What's it say, Dad? Venom wants control of the Panama Canal. If they don't get it, they'll blow up the sub with the missile on the switchblade, creating nuclear contamination. So it was Venom who was controlling the sub. They claim if anyone tries to interfere, the missile will automatically home in on the sub's reactor. But turning the canal over to Venom would be like giving Dracula free reign at a blood bank. Scott, you and T-Bob go back to the hotel. And finally up today is episode 19 of the series, Ghost Bomb. Take it over to plot. Ghost Bomb. Um, okay, we are no longer stateside. Trackers are in Panama on vacation again, and this time they're randomly on vacation with Dusty. <laughs> it's not explainable, so don't even try, folks. Uh, <laughs> they they try to save some random vacationers, and uh, Matt sees that it's one of his subs that was like coming right at them, a nuclear sub. He's like, oh, that's one of mine. I built that in my spare time. Um, and there appears to be a go, uh, ghost ship into the uh, Panama Canal. Um, this is all about the Panama Canal and having control over it. And uh, apparently that sub was a ghost ship because there was no one in it, and it is being controlled by Brian the Brain, which is a... Com- Brian the Brain, great name there, folks, uh, which is a computer stolen by Venom that Matt basically funded. Yes. So he has his hands on everything. Um, so the... the <laughs> Oh God! Mass decides. I love this. Mass decides to use torpedo Bob um, to go into the ghost ship to see what is going on. In which case, he zooms in on what looks to be a wall, uh, just a piece of regular plastic or metal. But it's plastic explosives, folks. So torpedo Bob needs to get out of the ghost ship, but T Bob gets stuck. So then Gloria goes to get him out, and she gets stuck. And Matt and Dusty have to come and save her. And that leads to Venom unleashing Phase 2, which is a ransom. And the ransom is, give us control of the Panama Canal, because apparently that's valuable for Venom, criminal organization to have control of the Panama Canal. And if you don't, we will unleash a nuclear uh, bomb, basically, on you. This nuclear sub is going to destroy the world. We'll get to that later. Um, So Matt decides at that point that it is time to assemble the team... And we get actually our biggest team we've seen in all, quite a few episodes, a five-member team here. Matt, uh, Dusty, who's already there, Gloria, who's already there, <laughs> and Hondo. So we'll get to that in a second. So mm-hmm. the mass team is assembled. Uh, Matt, in a very boring sequence, cracks the password for Brian the Brain. We just get to see him like repeatedly punching numbers into a computer until yeah. he gets the right one. He uh, gets to talk to Brian the Brain, and basically Brian's like, go fuck yourself, you're trying to shut me down. (laughs) Uh, So Mask goes in search of both Brian the Brain and Venom to try to figure out what's going down. We have a showdown between the two teams in which Dusty ends up freezing Brian the Brain, which basically puts a kibosh on Venom's plans, apparently. Uh, So then Venom goes to attempt to blow up the sub, but Gloria shoots a net up and catches the missile with the help of Thunderhawk, kind of a team effort, and Venom retreats. So it was five on four as far as our regular four Venom agents and the five mask agents. Um, I don't have a problem with this too much. There's one part of it that you'll hear about me talking later as far as one plot hole to this one that I don't like, but I don't have a problem with, you know, 
criminal organizations trying to control a certain area. They have a computer type thing that's controlling the ship that used to be good, but now nobody has control of it type thing. Um, Mother Brain was t- trying to k- take control of things. I don't. Ha- I don't have a problem with this plot too much. I don't have a problem with the plot, but I have a problem with one of the plot points. Yeah. The plot's not perfect, but it's not, like, terrible. Well, I think we need to, and because Masked Mayhem, the podcast, is a series review of each of the, you know, each each of the episodes in the cartoon series, we won't be doing any special episodes before we get to the end of the series. Um, but I think we need to talk about the stability of the masks in in the plot, because it's directly affected by the plot. Because... Yeah. When she goes down there to get T-Bob out, his flinging and flailing and whatever else, and she pulls him and he, you know, torpedoes out over her head, knocks her back, you know, and she hits her head on her car. But she's got her mask on. So are these masks just made of plastic? I think it was because something got... If she has those... uh tubing type things that are going from her mask to her uniform yeah and i think it was something that got caught or hooked or cut on that right it was but you can yes that that's how she's caught she's caught by those you're right but when she when when t-bob first blasts by her she gets knocked back and her head it specifically Hmm. shows her head hitting the car and it made to me like oh She's unconscious. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, it's like, seriously, are these things made of metal or are they made of Velcro for Christ? You know, really, I Velcro mean. Velcro would be interesting. But you know what I mean. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't mind the plot at all. The plot was, was pretty good, actually, overall. Files for the mask agents best suited for this mission. Destiny Hayes, Auto and Marine stunt driver, vehicle code name Gator. Dusty and Gloria are already here. Get me Hondo. So we're going to turn the high beams on, and I'm going to go first. I only got a couple of them. Uh, I love how when Mayhem gives Rax an order, he is so just relaxed and just lax about even following it. Because Mayhem was like, Rax, go do this. He's like, oh, 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 okay, Mayhem, whatever you say. And it takes him a minute to get up to mm-hmm. go do whatever it was. That he's I love Sly. Yeah, Sly's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Gloria and Dusty are already there, but yet they need to contact Hondo. Matt specifically says contact Hondo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not really a low beam, but I mean it's it's one of those things where <clears throat> oh, it's just weird. Um, I freaking love. Okay. In the chase scene of this, I freaking love the music that's playing in the background. I abs- I wish that they would have ever done, I know they probably won't do this, but I wish that they would have found a way to get a mask soundtrack because not just the the generic T-Bob Scott theme, not just the Venom theme, not just the mask theme, sometimes there's some really cool chase music. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, it was for the aerial battle. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, at one point, I love this because it it doesn't reference this because what what I'm thinking of when this happened actually happened years after this cartoon was off the air. 
But uh, my note was uh, after Rax got blown up and he jumps out, his biscuits are burning. <laughs> it's like Yosemite Sam and who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my final one was, um, oh, the PSA. That was a decent message. It was good. You know, the flat. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I know. Not, not really about the flat tire, but the, um, the emergency number thing. Yeah, that is a good message because uh, I, that, that was ingrained into my brain as a kid. It always was. Know your home phone number. Know your home address. Know if it's not your mom's, you know, additional number or your, you know, another family member's number. Know that. Um, I was confused at this PSA because at first I thought it was going to be about flat tires, and then <laughs> at second I thought it was going to be about the the that there's emergency phones on the street that you can use. Right. And then it ended up being about no, you need to memorize your info so you know who to call. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's three uh, PSAs in one. <laughs> Well, the reason why I liked it a lot was because at, at you know the reasons I just suggested, but um, also, uh, especially someone who is you know I came from a divorced family. Uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was two, uh, and my dad had I don't know weekly custody when I was living with my mom. I guess I don't I don't remember. It was like twice a week. Uh, he had more custody than 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 a normal. You know, situation right. like I, I think I saw him like twice a week, maybe once a week. I, I don't remember, but I remember that you know sometimes late at night, uh, you know, sometimes my mom would go to like you know auctions and you know, flower shows and crap like that. And I, I would always say to my dad, I'm like, hey, if my mom's not home, take my take me to my grandmother's house. I I would always know where to go if my mom wasn't around. So right. I. I really did like that message. What about you? What do you got for high beams for this one? Um, I know we saw Gloria's shark uh, car in the previous episode, but we really got to see it sh- uh, be shown off in this episode for the oh, first time. Yeah. So I really liked being able to see it in full glory and all its glory. This episode is a cool car, so that was awesome. I liked uh, the way that they involved T-Bob in this one. I like the Torpedo Bob and the TV Bob and all the names they were using and the fact that they actually needed him and so they, there was a purpose for them being involved. Yeah. It wasn't just something forced. Um, I actually liked the sound effects and the, the kind of grunt and screw, not really scream, but the noise that Gloria does when she gets caught. Yeah. It was a legit like terror, like, like she's in trouble sound. Yeah. Um, and they don't usually do good jobs on sound effects, so I thought that was good. Um, like you, I liked that Matt actually recognizes that the agents are there already and says that. And he's like, those two are here. Just get me Hondo. Like, I, I liked that. Yeah. Um, how about the – talk about the nonchalant aspect of Venom. I, I think it's Vanessa. She says to Miles, what's up? And he's yeah. Like, and he literally <laughs> says, not much. Yeah. <laughs> she says – like, he calls her. And she's like, you know, hey, boss, you know, what's up? What's going on? And he's like, not much. But Mask is on their way to come after you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not not much. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's your arch enemies coming after you. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, for one of the first times, I know you said we've seen it before, but this is the first time I really noticed uh, Manta, I believe is what it's called, Vanessa's new car. Or not new car, but Vanessa's car. Yeah. Um, so not only did we get to see Gloria's car, but we got to see Vanessa's car a little bit more in this one. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool when the Thunderhawk hooked Dusty. I think it was Dusty. Uh, and kind of takes him, hooks Dusty's vehicle and takes him along. 
Right, yeah, Gator. Yeah, I thought that was pretty a uh, cool sequence. Um, how about two butt shots in a row? First, you have Sly getting blown up and his britches are burning, and then Vanessa's are burning. And she actually looks like she lost her shorts. <laughs> so I almost wanted to pause and go get a screen cap of to see if you can see Vanessa's took us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was there was two uh, two butt shots in a row. So I thought that was good. I don't know why, but I liked it. <laughs> Stop before this goes down a bad path. <laughs> hey, it's your own fault. <laughs> Mask. Venom, do you read me? Yeah, Mayhem. What are you loafers doing? Rax is catching up on his beauty sleep, and Dagger is improving his mind. What's up? Not much. Mask is going to pay you a visit. Now it is time to turn on the low beams. What do you got? Not too much for this episode. It's overall generally a pretty good episode. Um, but usually it's explained, you know, like sometimes we've seen Matt and he's with Alex because they're in some foreign land, like looking at bugs. So that makes sense that Alex is there. Or we're in Asia, so let's just throw Bruce in there because he should be at every Asia trip. <laughs> um, why the fuck are Dusty and Gloria on vacation in Panama with the trackers? They do nothing to explain that. Does Matt just randomly take his agents on vacation with him? Is that like part of the employment like benefits package? I you guess get to go on one vacation like uh, a year with the trackers. Um, I just don't like how they're always on these <laughs> random foreign locations, and there's always venom, and then they're somehow always with one of the agents. Like you don't, nobody goes on vacation with yeah. their agents. Um, so that was a minor detail, but I just didn't think that was explained where it, like it usually is at least, there's usually at least some reason or connection why a specific agent is with them. Um, so let me get this straight here. Venom, their ransom or their threat here is give us control of the Panama Canal or we will unleash nuclear contamination on the world. Is that a threat you take serious? Uh, give us the Panama Canal or we will kill you and ourselves. Like, I don't think you're going to do that. Like, I'm thinking you're not going to unleash nuclear contamination on yourself. Yeah. I know he tried to anyways, and he was going to because he's crazy, but that just seems like a weird threat to me. Like, do this or the world will blow up. Well, that's not going to do much good for you, is it? Um, I don't know. It's just a weird threat. Um, oh, God. I keep flashing, and I know I can't do the voice very well, but pay me $1 billion or my Preparation H asteroid is going to destroy the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to put some pictures on the post. You don't know about this yet, but we're going to put two images on the post. Like We usually put some images up there. Uh, before and after shot okay. of an explosion... That happens involving Sly. Okay. There's a clear explosion with a car, his car, explosion, and the next shot, he is perfectly intact. Yeah, his biscuits are burning though, yeah. His butt's a little on fire. His, his ass is No, on... no, no, folks. Sly is immortal. Yeah. Because nobody should have survived that nonsense. No, not at all. Um, so those are my only negative things to say about this episode. Right. Well, you know, and 
Uh, Salem kind of pointed this out on the website in that comment I deleted last week on the episode six post, but uh, or two weeks ago. Um, why are they using Gator for recreation? Why? On it, if these are supposed to be high tech vehicles that's the only vehicles they have have you ever seen them driving another oh i know but what i'm saying like (laughs) what do they drive when they're not i know because they have to go to mask headquarters to get the vehicles so what do they drive to get there yeah well i mean (laughs) no they did mention uh two weeks ago about the um the jet about the jumbo jet or whatever i'm saying how do they get to mask headquarters to pick up their vehicles uh well what Matt, to Boulder Hill? Matt has the underground thing. I know. I'm just saying, what type of transportation do they use to get there? Only well, it depends. The... If 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 they're at the mansion, they can just ride with Matt. Because uh, I know Dusty is. I know. I, I know Dusty has been at the mansion a couple of times. How do they get um, to the well, the one time that Dusty was at the mansion, he's like, "Here's your pizzas." Remember that pizza episode? He drives the pizza car. Yeah. So who does everybody else drive? Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, uh, Matt stops to ponder the fact that he gave a company a grant for research while the two people are still in danger. <laughs> like he he stops. Let's go he, save those people. He stops the rescue. He knew how much time they had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Torpedo TV thingama what. Uh, Whatever. I it's not really that bad. I thought it was kind of cool to torpedo Bob. That was kind of <laughs> a thing. But honestly, why do they have to dress him up? That was the favorite part when he's got the no, 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 no. I can see having to put you know it, if they want him to seem human, having to put a mask on him or something like that. Well, why do they have to dress him up in a fake seal suit? I love it. <laughs> it looks so funny. A machine needs goggles to to see through. Apparently. All right. So. Everything is more dense or heavier when it's underwater, correct? Yes, I think. Oh. I'm not a physicist. Okay, but I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're if you dove into a nine foot pool and you stayed underwater for a little bit, or you were trying to reach something at the bottom of the pool, your your density, your weight is going to be more than it would be if you were just on the surface of the pool in the shallow end, okay? Okay. So how the hell is T-Bob able to move the car around underwater like Mario would? Oh, he turns on his motor. He's a machine, dude. It doesn't matter. The car weighs four times his... his, No, cars are lighter in the water. (laughs) He does it because he's a machine. Live with it. That's the only low beams I had. All right, that's not too bad. No. I like the episode. I just found a lot of it just kind of Hold on. There's a battle we have to tend to. Be right back. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. 
right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's On Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's all right. 2012 marks the 30th anniversary for Masters of the Universe. We here at the GCRN are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts. The Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of every MOTU cartoon. Yes, even that crappy new adventure stuff. Join Optimus Solo and TFC1 Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pogs podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey. Just call me Skybob. <laughs> Boy, Gloria's sure missing a great time. Well, you know girls. They'd rather get tan than get wet. Dusty, look. When it comes to a Venom missile, it just can't beat some masked muscle. Phase one of our plan is a total success. It's nice to have a brain finally running things. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy, just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. We got him. Now back to the show. So we are back, and there was no words of wisdom this week from Bruce, so we are all not better off by learning anything. Yay. There was no Bruce, period. Yes. Uh, the, the PSAs, I kind of mentioned them. We kind of talked about them a little bit, but did you want to say anything about either one of the PSAs? I, I just thought it was interesting. The first one was kind of subtle, and the second one seemed to be like three in one, but there's nothing bad about them. Yeah. All right. Um, overall, what do you rank uh, episode uh, 18? Episode 18, Bad Vibrations, uh, to me, it just comes down to there was nothing bad about it. And right. there was nothing good about it. Uh-huh. So to me, it's just a two and a half. It's right in the middle. It's nothing either way. So I just right down the middle. So I'm not judging it good and I'm not judging it bad. Two and a half. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I, I'm not going to give it a two and a half because I don't like doing half points. But I will give it a two. Uh, okay. I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, I kind of thought that the mystery, you know, uh, as I said, you know, the plot thinned 
as far as who was behind it originally. I did like that they used somebody else instead of just always inserting mayhem, but uh, um, but yeah, two out of five for that one. What about um, the Ghost Bomb? What are you? What are your thoughts and rankings on that one? Ghost Bomb was interesting. Uh, interesting title for this one because it almost seemed like it didn't fit, but I understand where they got it from. Um, I don't know. I thought there was a lot of good stuff about this one. I thought the plot was decent. I thought we got to see some vehicles shown off that we haven't really got seen too much time on. You know, if it wasn't for Sly surviving that explosion and Dusty and Gloria randomly being on vacation with them, I thought this was pretty well written, pretty well done. The funny parts were actually funny, um, unlike some of the cheesy lines that we've seen in recent weeks. So I give this one a four out of five. Yeah, I I thought Ghost Bomb was the better of the two today. I agree. Um, uh, it had a decent mystery plot that the outcome. It wasn't such a ooh the plot is thinned. It was more of ooh what are they going to be able to do? how how are they going to be able to stop uh, Rain the Brian or Brian the Brain or whatever <laughs> the stupid computer's name is. You know, um, I thought that was kind of cool. So I also will give this a four out of five. We are almost in perfect agreement today. <laughs> almost. The world will end. Yes. Thank you for being a part of Masked Mayhem today. If you'd like to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcasterday.com, where you can comment on all of our posts. Join in on the discussion over there. Send v- e- <sighs> Fuck! Send email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Please do this. Uh, leave the show's feedback in iTunes as well. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is, or the network name there is Geekcast Radio. Mine is TFG and Mike. What is your Twitter? Optimus Solo. Become a hood on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast or radio network. Call the voicemail line, tell us to show you leaving the message for, and your name. 502-526-5821. If you have a USB headset or microphone on your computer, go to the website. On the right-hand side, there is a button that says send voicemail. There is a five-minute time limit. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Masked Mayhem, and don't forget to join us in our next crusade when we will be discussing episodes 20, 21, and 22, which are Cold Fever, Mardi Gras Mystery, and the secret of life. So if we would have only known this entire time that all we had to do to uncover the secret of life was to watch Mask. Now I know. I'm looking forward next week to understanding the secret of life. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Thank you for joining us here on Mask Mayhem. Oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta add it again. <laughs> Fuck! You are losing it. Oh my god, Nor is not half the battle. For now, I am too. <laughs> oh, this is going to take a while. The longest outro ever. Shut up. <laughs> We've lost it. The mayhem has taken over. <clears throat> For now, I am TFG and Mike with the one and only, the only sane one of us, Optimus Solo. And remember, podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Yay! <laughs> Illusion is the ultimate weapon. 